It's Celtics coverage on CLNSRadio.com. Tatum takes it. Makes it. Oh, oh Edwards. Flex on him, Jalen Brown. Allen right now and share your thoughts toll free. 347-215-7771. Oh, boy. Yes, yes, yes. Another edition of the Boston Celtics postgame show here on CLNS Media. My name is Matt Rury, and tonight I am joined first by Nick Sacento, and in a little bit we'll be joined by Joel Pavone. Um, But, man, what a heartbreaker out in Los Angeles. The Celtics lose to the Lakers 114-112, to and this game, well, we saw a little bit of everything in this game. It had a little bit of everything. There was there's a, a, a lot to break down. Unfortunately, it lasted a little bit long, so we are going to be cut short in our time uh, tonight. But regardless of that, we'll get as much discussion in as we can in the next 30 to 35 minutes or so. And like I said, the Celtics lose this one, uh, but it was a, an awesome game. ABC calls this a Sunday showcase for a reason, and this game had – a lot, a lot to talk about here, Nick. Uh, you saw vintage Rondo tonight, today. You saw uh, Rondo and Avery Bradley on the same in the same backcourt for a few minutes at the beginning of this game. You saw a back and forth between uh, Jason Tatum and the entire Lakers team. And then ultimately, Anthony Davis was just, he loomed large down the stretch of this game. And, and the Lakers sort of took Jason Tatum out of it. So I don't know where you want to start, uh, but let you, you can jump on any of that or something new. What do you got? Well, I see uh, Joel just jumped on the switchboard, so I'll make it very quick. Uh, I, I don't want to harp on the negative. Fantastic game from Jason Tatum. He was, as they say, uh, in his bag today. Fantastic. I, I mean, I know that Jason Tatum, I believe he scored 41 before or was 39 his career high before. I don't know. But he's been around this area in his career high in scoring. But the way that he it was, did it, yeah, it inside, 40. outside. 40 was his high before? Yeah. So 41 is a new career high. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give Jason Tatum all the credit in the world because he really is a superstar in this league. He should be given a superstar in this league. There's a reason why not only know. is his jersey the fourth highest selling in the NBA, but also on NBA.com. I guess they have some type of ranking or ladder, and about a week ago somebody posted something along my news feed that he was ranking ninth on NBA.com's uh, MVP voting. So or MVP, or MVP ladder is what I should call it. So there's a reason that Jason Tatum is getting all the hype that he has. And uh, just want to give him credit, 41 points, five rebounds, two assists. And uh, the only other thing I'd like to say was Lakers sure do need a lot of help to win these games against the Celtics, even at home. Sure do need a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, I mean – if you really want to go old school, maybe we can get Mike Munger to call in and get a little. Uh, I was going to mention his name because, <laughs> because you know uh, Mark Davis really took took control down the, down the stretch of this one. And I knew the, the first thing I said when I turned on this game tonight today, and I saw who was holding the ball to throw up the tape well, or to throw it up for the tip was Mark Davis. Mark Davis, you sob. What are you going to do to screw us today? And it, it, it happened. Maybe I conjured it up, Nick. Maybe that's my fault. Um, anyway, we're going to bring in Joel Pavone now. And, uh, Joel, th- this was a tough one out there in Los Angeles. Celtics really fought hard without Kemba Walker. Uh, Enos Cantor didn't play either. And I, I imagine it was, you know, he played five minutes, but basically he didn't, he, he doesn't belong in the lineup right now. I don't think, I think he's hurt. So a couple of key players out for the Celtics 
and they still found a way to almost win this game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh it's unfortunate for the simple fact that uh I felt and I and and I hate to go down to go down this route, but um the refs kind of messed up this uh game at the in 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 at the end of the of the fourth quarter. Um for the simple for the simple fact that, you know, some of these uh reviews should have gone a certain way, they didn't. I felt like in the about like four minutes left in the in the fourth, the Jalen Brown call of him stepping out of bounds when he wasn't out of bounds. I think mm, that, that was changed, a tough one. That was I think that was the, the, the momentum changer in the Lakers in the Lakers favor big time when uh that call was, was botched, completely botched. It wasn't even close. And I don't know, you know, if just Stevens just decided, no, I'm just gonna hold on to the timeout, and or or, or he thought he Brown was out of bounds for them for him not to challenge it because I think I felt like had he challenged it, oh, or oh, maybe maybe it would have gone the other way the way the way these the way these refs were calling the game today, but yeah, um, I just that was a I just close one, like, you know. It, I, I didn't think yeah, they yeah. stepped out of bounds, but I thought he may have touched the ref who was out of bounds. And if that's the case, then they would have lost the challenge. Yeah, I mean, but there, I think the 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 call was that that he that he stepped out of bounds. And if that if that's the call, regardless if he touched the ref or not, the call was made that he was he stepped out of bounds. Same thing with the uh, with the uh, the out of bounds call on the Celtics when. Um, Anthony Davis went for a, a layup and it went off literally legit his pinky, and that didn't get reversed either. Regardless if uh, if, if he was being held on to or not by Tice or whoever, um, like the call a call is made, and you review that call, not what something that should have been called. You, you, you see what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course. Like well, I, that's, I, the old, you know, that's the old cop out, the old inconclusive evidence thing that uh, the NFL started with, and it. Basically, everyone in replay, uh, in, in sports, I should say, uses that on their replay. Basically, if the call on the field is, or, or the court, or the ice, or wherever you are, uh, yeah. is something that you can't overturn, then you have to stick with it. And I think they may have used that so that little clause there in the replay review tonight because, uh, man, did they? it just seemed like every single call that was 50-50 kind of went the Lakers' way. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Celtics right now, like if you if you if you lost based on you know no you know any controversy in the game, then you accept the loss. Like, but the way this went down, like this is this is annoying from the from a fan's perspective, from a viewer of the NBA, from someone that you know. And and, and in my case, I I defend the NBA to the death. But today, like that's hard to defend the NBA today after what 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 went down this entire game, not just late in that fourth quarter in terms of. The, the the refs and, and and I hate like I said I hate you know bitching about or, or, or complaining about you know officiating because for the most for the most part uh, you know calls can go either way you know some teams get a, the benefits uh, of, of calls and and, and 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 it's just part of the game I understand all that but today 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 is a tough pill to swallow if you're a fan of the NBA if you're a fan obviously of the Celtics like this game. Despite some of the turnovers, obviously by the Celtics, especially late in the late in the game, it was still was still winnable. But for it to be decided on on text and 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 free throws that should have been called, then then I don't know. That's it's 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 it it, it, it hurts, you know, confidence wise because you know we don't know 
how long Kemba's going to be out. You don't, you don't know if, if Cantor's going to be out. Extent, oh, I mean, well, Cantor didn't play as, as much, but, you know, whether he's healthy or not, that remains to be seen. Uh, Robert Williams, we don't know how, if he's going to be back at the end of this road trip. Uh, how healthy is the Celtics going forward? They're trying to catch the second seed. Like, these games are much more important now. They count more because you want to you want to you want to have a great seating you want to you want to be uh you, you don't you don't want to meet like Philadelphia in the first round for example things of that nature and 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 games like this shouldn't shouldn't be decided on 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 BS calls at the end of the day yeah, and uh, the, I mean there was also that call uh, where LeBron missed a, somewhat of a layup because it rimmed out and uh, the announcers thought that they made a call on Tice which is why they were going to challenge it because it was going to foul him out uh, when exactly. Tice was nowhere to play uh, and it was yeah. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum so the refs quickly said no that wasn't on Tice it was on Brown uh, yeah, and you see, did see Jalen Brown touch LeBron James elbow uh, but honestly if, if you're if you're going to go and call fouls on LeBron early in the game for sh- putting his shoulder down and just barreling into a guy because he's so big and, and tough like you, you can't I think you can't also call a foul on the other end if someone touches his elbow. He's supposed to he's supposed to be one of the tougher guys in the league, and, and I just I, I don't like the bias that it, we seem to see today. Uh, but I don't want to make this show about a complete complaint about the refs, at least yeah. from from yeah, our perspective. Uh, if the callers want to do that, then they're they're more than likely, uh, and we are going to open up the call lines right now at three four seven two one five. 7771 and of course those call lines are brought to you by betonline.ag and as you know the footballs aren't being thrown around anymore unless you're paying attention to the XFL of course uh, basketball hockey and even golf are uh, uh, in full swing pun intended uh, and you can <laughs> find odds for all those things uh, at BetOnline.ag. They are our exclusive sportsbook partner, and they've been in the industry for over 20 years, providing customers with the first market odds and giving you the ability to bet anytime, anywhere. That's right. Mobile betting is here, folks. Maybe not in Massachusetts, but you can just drive over the line to to New Hampshire and you can place your mobile bets. Uh, If you're in a place that you can just go to a website and bet, you can go to BetOnline.ag. Use our promo code. You're going to get 50% off your first deposit as a welcome bonus. Uh, that promo code is CLNS50. That's CLNS50. Have a little fun. Bet on some games this week. And head on over to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right. I'm going to open them up. We have to be prepared <laughs> because I think there's going to be a lot of complaining about the refs, even though there were some great things to say about the Celtics themselves in this game tonight. Uh, but let's let's see where we go with this one. We're going to go down to Virginia first. We're going to bring on Lydia. Lydia, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> We're doing well. What do you think? What's on your mind? Listen, listen, I'm not calling for the ref. This is, that, that, that's not my complaint tonight. Yes, uh, it was straight BS. Of course it was BS on the ref. Um, uh, of course that ball went off of Anthony Davis. We all seen it. Uh, real time, slow time. But listen, my complaint is, this is what my complaint Our bench is garbage. Our Wanamaker, he got to go. You telling me Danny Ainge couldn't find nobody in the buyout market uh-huh. to bring to our bench. 
I know we was without Kim Kimball Walker. We don't even know how long we're gonna be we gonna be without Kimball Walker. But our bitch is not producing us anything. So what happens when our starters have to sit down? You bring yeah. in Shimmy Ojale. Do you know I <laughs> my stomach earls when I see Shimmy Ojale on the court. It yeah, hurts. and you know what? He only played six minutes, and um, Brad Wanamaker didn't get a ton of time he today either. But, but yeah, you're right. It was that first the first time that the bench was brought into the game, there was a letdown, and the Lakers went on another run. It wasn't until we, Brad went yeah, back we, to the starters. We, we got in the whole, like, nine points. Again. Yep. I'm like, you know, we, we all know Danny Ainge. We all know he's a genius. I'm not taking it from him. But you telling me. Out of all them guys that's in the buyout market, you couldn't do nothing without bench. He don't even play the other guys. You know why Brad don't play the other guys? Because they can't produce nothing. Yeah, you know what, Lydia, you're right. Uh, tonight, bench points, the Celtics had just 11, and I, the Lakers I, had 43, 43 bench listen, points from the Lakers. And they, I, I mean, I, obviously, I, I, Kuzma I, I, comes off the bench for them, so that's a scoring punch. But overall, you're right. Uh, the bench was definitely outplayed tonight, today, I'm, and that's a big reason the Celtics lost this game. And I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it tonight, and I'm, I'm going to be the first one. Our bench is going to be our downfall in the playoffs. It's, 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 it's showing – they talking about it, but it's, it's go, it's, it's, it falls back to Danny. Danny didn't do nothing. He didn't do anything. And he's a genius. I love what he – listen, oh, I will not take the genius from him. But we are the only team in the East that did not get better. Everybody got better around us. And it's showing, and it's going to hurt us. In the playoff, it's gonna hurt. This ain't nothing. This All right. ain't nothing. All right, Lydia. Well, we appreciate the call. We appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll see what Joel has to say here. Thanks for calling, Joel. How do you feel? She feels pretty strongly about the bench and how how poorly they played today, and in general, uh, that she thinks they're not strong enough to to win anything. Well, I mean, it's easy to 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 point that out in the loss, but I mean, coming in. Coming into this game, they had won, what, nine of the last ten? And Kemba was healthy. And Smart was coming off the bench. Cantor was putting up double-doubles. Uh, even Wanamaker was scoring in double digits. So, uh, I, I mean, not that the, the the bench is the strongest bench in the league. Obviously not. But when everybody's healthy and everybody has their roles carved out for them, especially, off, you know, those three guys I just mentioned off the bench, uh, the Celtics are pretty hard to beat. You know, their their starting lineup has four guys that can score, you know, 25 to 30 points on any given night. And when you have one of those guys out, then somebody comes off from the bench. And uh, Cantor, True. for whatever reason, the last couple of games, matchup issues, has only played, what, five, ten minutes? And both games combined, the last two games. So, you know, then that weakens your bench even further because yep. now you're relying, you know, heavily on – uh, guys like like Shimmy, uh, and, you know, uh, even Grant yeah. Williams to a certain extent when they, when they were you know on that little on that little run of you know the last uh, nine wins, the uh, nice nine out of ten uh, wins before coming in into the, against uh, L.A. Grant Williams was playing well too, and for whatever reason, the last couple of games he's you know hasn't 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 produced as much. 
But and, and you've got to understand that when the Celtics are healthy, their bench is not what you saw tonight. You're not going to see exactly. Shemi Ojale, obviously. Exactly. You're probably not going to see Romeo Langford a ton man, in the playoffs anyway. I bet you will in April. I, uh, he should have some playing time in April, um, mm-hmm. early April, I'd say. But, I mean, Grant Williams has had playing time all year. I'm surprised he hasn't really hit the wall yet. He's still playing relatively well. When they're healthy, mm-hmm. their bench includes Marcus Smart. It includes Robert Williams. Uh, exactly. And that's, those are two pieces that if you can bring those guys into your rotation again with, Ke- with Kemba in the starting lineup, then I think that the bench would look a lot better. But I agree with her. T- as far as today is concerned, it was not good at all. Um, yeah, today, right. yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, we're, uh, we're going old school here, Joel. We've got, we've got a couple of callers lined up. I was going to go in order of, of uh, the time that they called here, but I've, I've got to jump somebody in the line because I just can't believe that this is – I can't believe I see her, her name. Uh, on okay. on the board right now. This is this is it's been a long time coming. I wish Nick Gelso was on the line with us right now too because he is going <laughs> to be shocked when he listens back to this one and sees the one and only Thirsty Boots. Welcome back to CLNS Media. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine. Boy, thanks for the build up. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you better you better pay it off here now. Let's go. What do you have? I better. Okay. Well, for, uh, the lady who called in first first. I'm not in the uh, list of people who thinks that Danny Ainge is a genius. So I'm glad she does, but I don't. Okay, nothing get got that out of the way. Um, Rondo was terrific tonight. Yeah, where did that come from? He played. It's, it's really it's like because he, he came back, back to bite us. Nine ten here, thirsty. You're calling us again. Rondo's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was interesting to see KG there too, but uh, what I was going to say is the be- the bench is not bad. They didn't have their leader. The leader started. Smart belongs on the bench. He doesn't. He's not a starter. Exactly, and, and that's that, what we were. That, and I sorry to steal your thunder there, but you're right. Uh, when they're healthy, that's he's part of their bench, and and they're a much better team uh, with Kemba Walker. He's a terrific bench player. Absolutely. But Absolutely. I, I think he's a little bit too selfish to be a, a starter. There are too well, many good shooters on there for him to be taking threes all the time. Uh, I would agree with that. I think that he does take a lot of bad shots still, Thirsty, and uh, it is what it is with him. You kind of got to take the good with the bad, and we've been saying this for years. Uh, but you know what, Joel? I'm sure you can agree. He's one of the few guys in the entire league that can set the tone of a game off the bench. Most guys are trying to do that in the in the starting lineup. They're going to set the tone for the game, and this is how things are going to be played. Marcus Smart usually comes in with about six minutes to go in the first quarter, and that's when the, the tone of the game is really set. Right. There's no slacking once he gets in. So I just wanted to call in and say hi, let you All know right. I'm still loving kicking. And, oh, uh, we love it. I'm, love I, to hear from I you. have not been online lately at all. I kind of went off because I got hacked. Oh, geez. So. Well, we definitely don't want uh, any of that <laughs> happening out there. It's, there's a lot of that. We know, of course. I might well, get back in later. But I'm... And I'm glad you're still listening. If uh, if Nick Gelso does end up calling in tonight, I'll be I'll be sure to, to yeah, let him know. Yeah, I said hi. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Okay, thanks there's a long-time listener of CLNS Media, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right, let's 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 just keep running. Let's cram them in here because we are going to run up against it at 7 o'clock Eastern. And another sure. longtime listener is here waiting. And I know that this one is going to be 
this one is going to be a rant about the refs. So are we ready for that, or should we go back to Isaiah from Jersey? What do you think? I'll, I'll give you the call, Joel. Uh, let's do Isaiah. All right, let's go to Isaiah first, and we'll hold the, the ref rant off because I think we all know what's coming there. Isaiah, originally from Jersey when he used to call the show. Now he's down in Atlanta. What's going on, Isaiah? What's up, fellas? Long time no see. No, long time no hear or talk no, to. No kidding. I listen to all How the, are you? I, I listen to all the, I'm fine. I listen to all the shows on the podcast, but these guys have been doing a great job keeping the Celtic interest up. So just want to thank you guys for letting the Celtics fans have a place to congregate after a tough loss like tonight. Much appreciated. We love it, man. Well, what do you, what's on your mind? I mean, we love that you've been listening this whole time. You must have something to say. I, I just wanted to call in and say, you know, that, that I like what the team's doing right now. I mean, the team's great. Uh, the, the, even the losses that we have, we, the tough losses were in all of our games. Uh, Everyone has a role, unlike last year. So this year, you know, people are playing better within their roles. And they're also clearing room for Jason Tatum to be the player that we all wanted and thought that he should be. Um, I think the Celtics are in great hands. I just wish we had a, a big man uh, it's in order to rectify and, and, and also close some of the holes that we have defensively because they play so hard on defense. So it's hard to criticize anyone on the team or say that anyone isn't, isn't doing a particular job. Everyone's playing hard and everyone's doing what they have to. So I wouldn't get too upset with any of the losses that we've had within the, what, past 15 games or 14 games. We've only been, what, two or three. So uh, we, we've on, we're, we're on a good roll, good stretch. Um, I don't really have any complaints. I just really feel bad that, that I just have this gnawing knot in my stomach, this pit that says that we just don't have enough to really mm. win a championship this year. You know, I, I, yeah. there's, and there's nothing that we can say or do about it. Everyone's doing their part. Everyone's doing the most that they can. But I just feel like we might not have enough. And I hope I'm wrong. Well, I hope you're wrong, too. But I think this is kind of what, at least what I asked for. And I think what the fan base asked for at the beginning of the yes. season. We shipped off the former point yeah. guard who's a, who can't even stay healthy down in Brooklyn. And we got a team that we like to watch. They're exciting. People want to be in the building. So uh, to me, if they fall short of a championship or the NBA finals, even the Eastern Conference finals, they fall short of that round, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be happy. Unless they fall, I've said this before, unless they fall flat on their face in the first round, I'm going to be happy with what the Celtics do because I'm pretty confident that they're going to do exactly what you just described there, Isaiah, and that's play hard and play the right way. So, Joel, what do you think about that? I mean, I think this is the type of team that people have been asking for, and if they're not going to be a championship contender – then you have to kind of live with that if it's if it's what you want. Realistically, who had the Celtics when this team was put together in the offseason having them win a championship this year? Realistically, did anybody? And, oh. You know, the, no one. The, the nationwide, you know, the talking heads on ESPN or FS1, no. no one. And I think the Celtics fans, you know, uh, forget because they've seen up to this point of what the Celtics have been doing that. I don't even think they even had the Celtics even making it far into the playoffs, never mind talking about winning a championship. So with expectations not as high this year compared to a season ago, you know, just on paper alone, the roster was so much less talented this season. I'm not talking about chemistry because that's a whole different issue. Uh, just on paper, the roster was less talented this year. So the expectations aren't as high. So I think anything you get this season and – 
based on what I've seen, I feel like the Celtics can make it to at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's a successful season. Whether whatever happens after that, whether they lose, whether they win, whether they go to the finals, or it's 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 going to be a successful season. Like up to this point, a season ago, how many people could honestly say had confidence? They had confidence that the Celtics were going to you know finish off the season on a high note. You know whether that I mean, meant no. going to the yeah going to the whether that meant going to the Eastern Conference Finals or the finals, whatever the case may be. This season, right now. At what thirty nine and seventeen is a successful season so far, and I think the Celtics still, if they like I said earlier in the show, if they can get healthy, they can still turn it up a notch, in my opinion. And whatever no, happens I, after that, it's it's still a success. No, no, there won't be a failed season, in my opinion. I, yeah, I think but, Jason yeah, Tatum I, I, is growing before our eyes right now, and you can if he takes another step in the next two months then that's going to be something to, to, to look for, and it's, he's going to be tough to stop. Isaiah, get one more point in there, and we're going to move on. Uh, well, uh, actually, I'm going back to the point that you guys, that we were just talking about. So then I have a question as a Celtic fan, because you know that, uh, that all Celtic fans, I think, are uncontrollable dreamers, and we're always got our head in the clouds as to what we can mm-hmm. do. So, yeah. so, so with that being said, what is the pathway for this team, though? Because I understand what you guys are saying as far as uh, what, we've, uh, what the team was expected to do. But what we have to deal with is what the team is accomplishing right now. And this team is really, really, really good. And I think if certain things break right, we can be in the, con- in the conversation. Right, well, hell, we're already in the conversation as a contender this year. But what exactly can the team do internally in order to, uh, in order to uh, close the gap between a team like Milwaukee or some of the bigger teams that we've gone up against, like the Lakers, or in, let's say a Denver out west, or even Philly yeah. in our own in our own conference. How what do we do with the pieces that we have in order to move forward confidently and say, yeah. hey, this is what I think we can do in order to get through the East and get to the finals. You think you're right, talking about this year or going forward? This year, I think. Uh, well, this well going forward, that'll be something that Danny and I have to deal with in the off season. Sure. Because you know he can hit a he he can build off of the success that the team has had this. Uh, this year, but I'm talking about right now as constituted with this team being a contender, what exact, what moves can Brad do in order to solidify the team in order to make a run to get through the Eastern conference? Yeah, Isaiah, that's a great question. Uh, I'm going to probably let Joel handle this one for the most part, but I think that the Celtics are relying or they're really hoping that Robert Williams is going to come back healthy and be a a key piece to this team. Uh, And then otherwise, if, if they can pit themselves in, in a position to have a uh, – if they can grab that two seed, I, I think I'd pick them against anybody in the East. So uh, I, I think that their roster is good enough to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's just a matter of how they maneuver around Giannis. Uh, and I think that the Celtics have shown that they are not afraid of Giannis. They won't back down mm-hmm. from Giannis, especially this year. Um, so if Brad can scheme it up a little bit, they'll have a shot in that series as well. So I'm not, I'm not right. I would never write them off in, in a series against Milwaukee. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that Brad can do is something that is out of his control and hope and pray that the Celtics remain healthy and get healthy. And if that means Kemba Walker has got to be out, you know, for a little bit right now, then so be it. And you, you know, if Robert Williams is body's responding well to, uh, I think his latest his latest scan and him practicing with the team this week, and I mean I, I believe they return home uh, next Saturday to play against the Rockets, and if he's available for that game and and healthy going forward, then this team at 100% health or you know close to it is very hard to beat because everyone's roles is very very much well defined. 
Uh, I think the Celtics have what less than like 20 games. Uh, like the starting unit, the starting five of this team has only played like what 20 games together, I believe, something like that. So if those guys play more more consistently together, then like I said, I feel like this team can still turn it up another notch going forward and into the playoffs. And I and I like their chances against Milwaukee. Yeah, and I really think that Jason Tatum is a big key to this. And I'm not gonna, I don't want to overshadow Jalen Brown because he's taking stri- making strides as well, but. The growth spurt that Jason Tatum has experienced over the past few months has really impressed me. Uh, he looks like he's really becoming uh, the NBA uh, all-star that he was this year and that we believe he will be for many years to come. So I think that he's another key in anything that the Celtics do this year uh, in the playoffs because if these guys can start knocking down jump shots that they haven't been able to do in past rounds, past years, then they're going to be really tough to beat because like Isaiah said early on in his call, they play tough. They play the right way, uh, and they don't quit. They, their, the effort level is incredibly high, which uh, I think you can attribute to guys like Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown, and, of course, the coaching staff. So, all right, we're going to end this thing with a bang, I hope, because uh-huh. maybe he's calmed down by now. Maybe we, he's listened to us for a little while, and he's not going to really complain so much about Mark Davis, but I, I can almost guarantee – that there will be a complaint here, assuming this is the, the mic that, that I think it is. Mr. Munger, is that you? Absolutely not going to friggin' calm down. I'm going <laughs> full Scotsman for you boys oh tonight. Boy. There we go. This Holy is all- bring it, baby. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Mark Davis is absolute shite, all right? The officials <laughs> were absolute shite, all right? First off, how are you going to miss the goaltending call just because LeBron James cries about it? He, he didn't even touch the ball. What is that clown talking about? Oh, my Lord. You know what? I already hate the Lakers as it is. I already hate LeBron as it is. Him being a Laker makes it the absolute perfect combination for me to hate this freaking clown. He's the single softest player in the history of the NBA. I don't give a damn what anybody says. Um, and I, I tried to, like, you know, go after them on Twitter. I don't think either Shannon Sharp or Nick Wright has the, the, the testicular fortitude to call out the officials knowing that the, uh, the officials cheated the Celtics this game. Mark Davis, the guy has had it in for the Celtics for a long time, and I find it absolutely, you know, ironic that now that Rondo's on the Lakers, he, he actually was left alone for once. It's like, he's, like this guy forgets that it was Rondo, not us, that he had the beef with. So I just True. thought it was disgusting. Uh, the the non-call when uh, KCP clearly pushed uh, Jason Tatum out of bounds, uh, and then the technical on Brad, the weak technical, might I add, on on like Brad Stevens, the guy who doesn't really yep. get all fired up anyway. Uh, all that don't was lie there, because, huh? Well, but you're just changing the the, the whole dynamic no, of the right. ending of the, the game. Yep, you're absolutely right. I didn't like that call. Not only that, the one where the ball went out off Davis's pinky after he went over the back, which was yeah. just bad enough. Um, I just thought that was ridiculous. Uh, did, I don't know what Mark Davis was doing calling out of bounds on Jalen Brown when he didn't even have his head uh, looking at the ball. If you look at him, he is out of bounds with his head down, basically protecting himself. He can't see if Jalen Brown still has the ball in his hands or not. He's got to have some help coming over. So there's like all these humongous calls that are going against our way in the fourth quarter or late in the game. Um, And then instead of us trying to, you know, basically go for the win there with Tatum at the end, again, which was a weak offensive foul call. Holy crap. They're just – screwing us till the end um maybe marcus market take it to the basket you know maybe down one you have a, a different mindset uh because you can go to the basket you don't need the three to go for the win i just thought it was uh disgusting uh when you see damian lillard uh you know online basically you know doing like the those like secret uh secretive emojis or whatever 
talking about how terrible the officials are, uh, given the, the goaltending that the, the refs ignored in his game a few weeks ago. Um, I mean, everybody in the country saw this. It was a nationally televised game. It was god-awful. And, I, you know, this is the sad thing. All you're going to hear about is, uh, you know, maybe probably tomorrow's like, oh, you know, LeBron hit the, the fadeaway in the post or whatever. You, what you're not going to hear about is the fact that he wasn't even touched when he missed that, uh, that bunny of a shot. Nobody yeah. touched him. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, nobody touched this, this friggin' clown. He's such a cupcake. You know, between LeBron, Mark Davis, Anthony Davis just being an absolute fraud, you're 6'11", probably like 275, taking LeBron's steroids, and you're crying because you can't post up Gordon Hayward? Are you kidding me right now? Like, you know, I used to have respect for the guy. I used to just feel bad for him because he was stuck in a bad organization down in New Orleans. Now he's an absolute clown like LeBron. Uh, it's just pathetic. The whole game was pathetic. Uh, I wasn't all that excited about Brad Wanamaker either. I just thought he had a – it was the worst day to have a rough game. But overall – any of those like five to 15 calls that went against us uh, had a, a serious impact uh, in the outcome of the game. Yeah, we got one back with the missed goaltending, but either way, one doesn't cancel out 15. It, it was absolutely terrible. Um, I, I was like, I, I was back to my old self tonight. Usually I'm pretty calm and <laughs> relaxed, and I'm just, you know, caps lock on Twitter kind of mad now these, you know, these days in my old age. Tonight I was screaming at the TV. It, it was pathetic. Uh, I had to uh, yeah. I had to make sure that I, you know what language I was allowed to use on your show because I don't know if the rules have changed. <laughs> no, nope. you guys are big time now. Same. Um, but it, it was disgraceful. Uh, it was pathetic. Um, even I think even Van Gundy even was uh, saying a couple things about uh, the officials tonight and some of the calls that were made. And uh, you know when like the pro Lakers announce crew starts talking about how bad the officials are, you know something is going on. You know something is up. So I just, uh, but to end it on a positive, I thought it was cool seeing how Tatum basically lit everybody up. Uh, he's unguardable right now. There's nobody in the NBA that can guard him, maybe outside of Giannis. And I think that uh, when we match up with the the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, if that's where you know I anticipate we're going to meet up with them, um, they're not going to put Giannis on Jason Tatum. They're not going to want him to waste that much energy because then that way he's not going to be as effective on the offensive end. Um, I just I just can't see it. So I don't think there's anybody in the NBA right now. Uh, that can guard Jason Tatum. I like, I like what he's doing. I like what I see. I like that Jalen Brown, even after missing a few bad shots, I think the, I like the fact he still has that killer instinct in the fourth quarter. Um, I just, uh, I'm still fully confident we're better than the Lakers. Uh, I think it's going to be us versus the Clippers in the finals. And uh, just even with, uh, you know, Kemba, you know, you know, wink, wink injured, uh, basically just relaxing right now. Um, I'm still fully, you know, hundred percent confident in the fact that, you know, we are minimum, Eastern Conference Finals, you know, I'd say almost a lock for the finals to, to play like a team like the Clippers. But screw Mark right. Davis, screw the refs. Well, and uh, if he was alive, I would say, you know, screw you-know-who, but I won't out of respect. All right, Go fair Celtics. enough. Always respectful. Always respectful. And even though he has so much disdain for these people, he still respects them in, in a way because, you know what, he's a ref too, secret. Uh, Scotty, Mike Munger, the Scotsman, we appreciate the call, man. Thanks for listening. And hopefully next time you call in, it'll, it'll be a, a better result. Uh, as far as the the Celtics win or loss is concerned. All right, Joel, we're going to have to wrap things up. If we had more time, we'd be able to focus on some of the really good things that happened in this game, like Jason Tatum, 41 points. Um, I mean, this this show turned into a a, a bitch fest about the referees. And, I mean, maybe it was warranted. Maybe people need that once a a year or a couple times a year. But hopefully you've got some better luck on uh, Tuesday after midnight when you – and Taylor McLeod are back at it again. Uh, we do, we do have a little bit on the Blazers. 
we still have a little bit of more time. Uh, I, I don't know if uh, I think it was a uh, Sacento that might have added a little bit of time here. Um, oh, all right. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, w- I did want to add uh, a little something to what uh, our last caller mentioned about uh, Tatum being uh, unguardable. Um, I think the Celtics at one point before he got taken out in that third quarter were just kind of going to him and just kind of standing around. And that's when the Lakers started to kind of double double him and kind of like, you know, frazzle him a little bit. I think they got too used to, to doing that because he was so hard to start the game, well, to start the second quarter and beyond that um, the Celtics forgot to uh, play their game, which is uh, move the ball, set the picks, and, and get and find the open man and move that ball, you know, two or three or four passes before, the, you know, you find you find the open man. And I think that might have made the offense a little stagnant as the Lakers made their run in that third quarter. So I, I, that's a that's something else that uh, I forgot to mention earlier. earlier oh on yeah, definitely. The, uh, so definitely. And Jason, like Tate, like you said, Tatum was really strong throughout the first. Yeah. Maybe not in the first quarter, but the second and third no, quarters, no, no. he second was awesome. Quarter, yeah, yeah. And the Lakers, yeah. the Lakers finally changed their game plan on him in yeah. the fourth, and the Celtics did not adjust quickly enough. You're absolutely right on that one. Um, so yeah. that set them back a little bit. But overall, I think he showed a ton of maturity today, and he has been showing that over the past couple of weeks and months. I think the All Star game really did him did him well. I think it's going to be a good imprint on his on his brain, and um, yeah. maybe that's good for Jalen Brown too to strive to to have that next year, but I just, I, I love the future for these guys. And if Tatum is going to continue growing at the pace that he's grown over the past few months, then it's sky's the limit for this kid. And it's going to be really exciting to watch. Yeah. I would have, I would have, I would have actually loved to see more of uh, some Gordon Hayward point forward that we saw against the Timberwolves a little bit earlier in this game than kind of relying more on like Wanamaker because he, you know, uh, and, I, and I'm not, I don't want to try Wanamaker. I get, you know, how people feel about Wanamaker because, you know, uh, for the, like the over, his overall, you know, season has been good, much better than expected. But, sure. you know, recently, you know, his, his flaw, his flaws get looked at more upon because it's, it's, it's in a, it's in a loss for, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, not a huge loss to me because they only lost by two points, but still a loss regardless because of the bench, you know, it's, it, your, your bench is not your normal bench because you got you know guys like Smart starting and, and 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 other guys coming in that usually don't play that many minutes and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, Wanamaker is a solid player. He he knows the yeah. game extremely well. But honestly, yeah. and I don't this doesn't, I don't want this to sound bad. But when you're a 30 year old rookie in the NBA, there's a reason yeah. for that. Yeah. And he he didn't make the league for a reason. It's because yeah. he's not great. He's a solid good player. Uh, yeah. But he's not a guy that you should be relying on to produce in the playoffs, especially. Um, so I, I just Gordon Hayward is a guy that has shown the ability to run the offense, and you sort of saw that tonight. His shot wasn't really falling. Uh, he had nine assists and eight rebounds. He always does the other little things to, to help out the team. And but yeah. some, and but I would like him to take an, a little bit bigger role in all of those things. And I, I think that there were multiple instances where he could have done that today. Well, yeah, that, some of that falls on Brad too. Brad, you know, Brad's got to be a little more assertive with his with with his guy, especially when 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 someone like Kemba's out, you know. So let's 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 see how these next couple games go. I know they got a they got a back to back coming up, which is not always uh, great, especially on the road, especially out west. But uh, I, I 
I guess I guess I wouldn't be upset if the Celtics came back, you know, from this trip on this trip two and two. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. But obviously, you you want to you want to get closer to that second seed as much as possible, and you want to catch Toronto. You're not going to catch Milwaukee, obviously, but um, you just want good momentum. Whoever, regardless of who's out, or who's coming back, and uh, I think this team is very very talented and. I think it showed big time in this game. I think I feel like they can they can run with any any team, and you know it's it sucks to lose. It's a two point loss. Uh, you know, it's it's I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss for words when it comes to certain certain things that like irk me in this game that that weren't that weren't in the Celtics' control. But there were other things that the Celtics also could have improved on, especially like the turnovers, taking care of the ball, you know, things of that things of that nature. True, yeah, but I think we've touched on it a lot tonight. The Celtics definitely have a, a high ceiling, especially even this year, but especially in the future. Uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of fun basketball yet to come, and we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, Tuesday's a good one against Portland, and then Wednesday against Utah. A couple of nice tests on the road for the Celtics before they come back and play the Rockets at home uh, next Saturday, as you mentioned earlier. So good luck on the postgame show at uh, 12.30 a.m., uh, after the game, oh, yeah. after the game uh, you and Taylor McLeod will be taking that one down. So hopefully the outcome's a little bit better than this one was for you, and it'll be an easier show to talk about. You and me, you and me both. <laughs> all right, uh, fair enough, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for listening and calling in. And uh, just remember, as we saw him there on the sidelines tonight, we just want to remember. Thank you, Kevin Garnett, and uh, have a great night, everybody. Oh, wait, we have another KG. You ever been in the ball fight? That one? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that one. All right, we're going to end on that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Celtics postgame show on CLNS Media. Uh, Taylor McLeod and Joe Sway have you. Not Joe Sway, Joel, excuse me. uh, (laughs) So good. So good. The uh, uh, Portland game, the Trail of Glazers game on Tuesday night. Enjoy that one. And uh, that's it. We're out of here. If I could find something to play. There we go.